welcome to Onco Farm. I'm your host, John Bazaar, and happy 4th of July to everyone who's listening, and happy Independence Day if you're listening here in the United States. Um, kind of a low-key pod today, since it's a holiday. Uh, I want to start with a, a quick story that is explosive. In uh, Vincent DeVita's book that he wrote along with his daughter, um, that just came out a couple years ago, uh, about the what he calls the end or the death of cancer, uh, he tells a story <clears throat> uh, during his time at uh, the NIH, the National Institute of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, and one of his, um, his colleagues was doing some research on uh, carmustine. And so he had, uh, you know, a jar of carmustine, and he just set it in the trunk of his car uh, one long, hot summer day. Uh, and as the heat rose, so did, uh, I guess, the combustion potential of carmustine. And it exploded in this doctor's uh, car. In the, at the National Institute of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, so whenever you're, uh, if you're working in, a, uh, in an IV room or an oncology pharmacy and you're keeping track of those temperature and humidity logs, it's important, especially if you've got carmustine on the shelf. Okay, um, so those of you listening, uh, hopefully you're, you're having a nice holiday if you're working uh, stateside. Um, one of the, the problems that comes up uh, this time of year or any holiday is what do you do if someone's scheduled to get an infusion on a holiday. Uh, so what do you do? So here's some things that just came up uh, in our practice. So uh, a full fox patient, so uh, receiving uh, the full fox regimen for uh, for colon cancer in the adjuvant setting, so the goal is curative intent, and they're due exactly on the fourth. So we decided bring the patient in on the third, and if the labs look okay, the patient feels like it, neuropathy's okay, go ahead and, and, and give the treatment a, a day early. Uh, it's in the curative setting, so maybe you get one less day of, of any micrometastatic regrowth, uh, maybe you increase the, the changes of cure just a little bit. If the labs don't work or the patients don't feel like it, you can delay until the fifth. Or if it's uh, in the metastatic setting, you could delay until the fifth as well. But if it's an adjuvant, new adjuvant, you're trying for cure. Um, maybe it's in the best interest not to delay one day. Maybe, probably in the grand scheme of things, it may or may not make a difference. But that's how we uh, we talked about it. Uh, at least at our practice site, carboplatin etoposide, where uh, you get carbo and etoposide on day one, and then etoposide on days one, two, and three. Very commonly used regimen for non-small cell lung cancer, uh, for small cell lung cancer, excuse me. <clears throat> um, so we see quite a bit of that. Uh, so our patients, we would probably just uh, do um, Monday, Tuesday, uh, and then do the third dose on Thursday after the holiday, and then do, uh, oftentimes we'll give growth factors uh, the following day for that regimen. Uh, if you had BEP, so you're, you're using uh, bleomycin, etoposide, and cisplatin, uh, it's a five-day regimen where all three drugs are given on day one, and then etoposide and cisplatin are given on days one, two, three, and four, and five. Uh, I, that's for you know that's for testicular cancer. That's an exquisitely exquisitely curable disease. Uh, certainly would not omit the dose and probably would not delay and, and would think very seriously about admitting the patient to the hospital. Uh, I wouldn't you know make up you know try and do five days worth of chemo over four days uh, because you'd be giving higher doses on each day. You might increase the risk of cisplatin induced nephrotoxicity a little bit. So I uh, probably would have to admit the patient for the fourth to get that uh, that one day of chemo during the holiday. Uh, and then for carboplatin paclitaxel, another regimen we give quite a bit. Um, you know, those are 
two drugs all on the same day. Uh, so if that happened to fall on the fourth for a patient, you know, I'd probably just delay it uh, to the following day because that's usually a regimen that's given in the metastatic setting for palliative intent, uh, whereas you don't get uh, any curative benefit by, by maybe moving it up a day early. Uh, and again, that's just a little bit of um, how I would think about doing it. That's not an evidence-based recommendation or anything, but it's something that's going to come up uh, during the holidays. Uh, and since today's a holiday, it's, it's worth talking about, I think. Finally, I want to end, um, and again, short pod today for the holiday. Uh, a lot of the patients uh, on treatment, they're going to be out uh, with their families, uh, enjoying some summertime, and uh, that always makes me think of photosensitivity of chemotherapy out in the summer. So uh, here are a list of drugs uh, that could increase the risk of, of, skin re of skin reactions or sunburns or make people a little... Um, leery about spending so much time in the sun. So decarbazine, dactinomycin, hydroxyurea, methotrexate, mitomycin C, procarbazine, vinblastine, uh, and a big one uh, is 5-fluorouracil, uh, and then capecitabine as well. Uh, I've seen this with gemcitabine, although it's not maybe reported quite as, as much or as classically. Um, the patient that, that I remember came in on, on gemcitabine and had, you know, kind of a classic sunburn appearance uh, and almost desquamation on the hands, um, the, the, the back of the hands, the face, uh, and then the lower arms. So a classic uh, kind of sun-exposed area presentation. The chest was, was normal, so it was pretty easy to deduce that this was a reaction uh, with the chemo uh, and the sun. Uh, and then also patients on EGFR tyrosine kinase inhibitors, so erlotinib, afatinib, uh, those, uh, obviously, the big side effect besides the diarrhea are, are skin reactions and, and rash and um, sun and ultraviolet radiation in and of itself is irritating and can make that rash, wor rash worse. The same goes for BRAF inhibitors like serafinib, venurafinib, uh, dibrafinib. Uh, so those patients, uh, any patient receiving chemo probably should kind of have a blanket counseling to avoid sun if they can to wear a non-irritating uh, sunscreen that with a high SPF, uh, to wear a hat with a wide brim, long sleeves if they can handle it, uh, and obviously to reapply sunscreen often. Really common sense recommendations we would give to any patient may be a little bit more important for our patients on chemo, especially those receiving uh, those that have that photosensitizing effect. Same sort of stuff that you have learned in pharmacy school about fluoroquinolones and doxycycline. Uh, which are also potent photosensitizers. So that's the Oncofarm pod for uh, or the Onco for this week, uh, and I hope to see you all a little further down the road.